Hey guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is Ekta, and I have an awesome guest once again. I am super, super excited because I know she's very busy, and I'm just very excited she had the time for this. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the celebrity makeup artist, Nova Kaplan. I'm sure you've seen her work um, everywhere, and she is such a huge inspiration for, I know, a lot of younger makeup artists. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Nova. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to get into some makeup madness. Yes. And I want to get started by talking about your, um, your journey in makeup and like what got you started as an artist and just everything. Like, can you share all the details? Yeah. I mean, um, probably what got me started was my childhood best friend, um, did drag performing, um, at a bar we used to go to yeah. so we, we got we became friends when I was about 12 years old we were both like 12 um and I remember the first time um we went over to see Ms. uh Ms. Corey and she dressed us up um me as a bio queen of course and Dustin in drag and it was just I mean this whole world of glamour was being introduced to me and I could not get enough of it. Um, later, years later, um, my friend Dustin actually taught me how to um, do makeup and it has just spiraled from there. I've dabbled in the retail world. Um, I'm currently in more of the celebrity world with makeup, which I love because it's, it's constantly changing. So you get a little piece of um, you might be doing editorial, you might be doing film work, you might be doing red carpet. Um, so yeah. it's just no day is ever the same, which I think is perfect for my personality because um, I just get bored pretty quickly. And I, I like something that's constantly changing and growing. I love that. No, I really love that. And I, I want to talk more about like some of the projects that you've done that have been really unique. And just, you know, I, I want I want you to share that with us because I think you know, for me, makeup artistry is just so interesting because, you know, it, it, I love art in general. And then I always wonder, like, where the inspiration comes from for all these amazing looks that we see on the covers of magazines and, you know, just in general. So um, can you share that with us? Like, what what really intrigues you about some of the projects you take on and what do you look for um, before you commit to, like, a project? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy because a lot of time I'm, I'm like very, by nature, like such a rule follower, which doesn't necessarily make sense, but I'm like, give me the guidelines and I can execute it. So, um, I've always, especially starting in retail, like I was like, you tell me what you want and I'm going to do it. So I really tried to learn different techniques so that I could cater to anyone's wishes, no matter, uh, their age, their race their, um, their identity, uh, no matter what, I wanted to make sure that I could make anyone feel beautiful and get what they wanted. Um, now I'm getting to a place where I'm getting a lot more creative control, which I think would be scary if I hadn't felt the need to please everyone in the beginning of my career yeah. <laughs> about all these different techniques. I, I never specific niche, which I originally like, I, I would, I mean, I've cried about, I don't cry a lot and I've cried about it. I was like, I don't have a niche. And I'm like, 
I'm, I feel like you have to have one to be successful in this industry. Like I'm just all over the place. I like to do all these different things. So for me, when I was able to, um, like everyone's journey is different, but when I was doing all of those things, that all led me to where I am now. Like I'm working with this new artist. His name is Jordan Swaste. I mean, yeah. the light of my life. He is just such a beautiful, wonderful soul. And it's so cool because he's on this path of self-discovery. Um, and I feel like I kind of am at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> him and his label, um, they're, they're really taking this time to give him a lot of freedom to explore different things. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm be- beside myself to be a part of that journey. That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I actually want to ask you about Chrissy Teigen because I think she's so phenomenal and I noticed that you guys have like a good friendship because, you know, I I noticed you guys, you know, she posts stuff up and it looks like you guys have a very organic and and good relationship. So can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, that and. Yeah, of course. I mean, she has been there for me in some of my hardest times. and I would, I mean, I would do anything for her. It's definitely a real friendship. And I'm very, very lucky to be able to work with somebody that I call one of my best friends. Um, yeah. It's just, it's easy with her. Um, it's just, I mean, it's just easy. It's like some, there's ups, there's downs, there's everything in between, but it's, I mean, use the word organic. It is organic. Like it just out of, I mean, it gradually built and I can't imagine my life without her. I love her so yeah. much. Truly That's one so of the most, like, lovely, wonderful, giving, kind humans in the on the face of the planet. No, I heard that too. Like, you know, when I first started this podcast, like I was talking to like Allison McNamara and I was talking to a few people and every time Chrissy's name came up, it was always so good, like good things. You know what I mean? Like everybody was always like, she's amazing. And she's just, you know, so yeah, I was very curious about that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's all true. Like she's, she just wants to put good into the world and I love watching it. And I love her so, so much. Honestly, I love that. Just the best family. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And, you know, for me, I've always wondered because I know you know, when I got started with makeup, it was like, you know, I expected to see so many women in makeup. And I mean, I know there are, but there's so many men right now in, in the makeup world. So how does that feel for you? I mean, I know because I see a lot of professional uh, makeup artists that are male. So how is that um, working with, you know, like, did you expect that growing up for that to be the case? Or I only did because I worked in, um, I worked in retail and I, I, I worked for Mac cosmetics for many years. Um, and I kind of climbed my way up their corporate ladder in the training world. Um, so I worked with so many different artists and the way, and this is like a, a bigger conversation, which in 10 years I'll probably get dragged for, but <laughs> the way, and this may, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know all the things, but the way women react to a male energy telling them they are beautiful is just different. So this may be how we've been conditioned and raised. This may be um, whatever, but 
that being said, I work with some, uh, I work alongside some of the most talented men that I've ever met. Um, So I think in this setting, it's, it's not going to be one thing that gets you to where you're going. Um, I, I think that it takes you being able to make someone feel comfortable um, is a huge part of it. I think that takes you being able to achieve your job, like being good at what you do. I think it takes you under like being aware of what's happening around you on set. Um, and just like, like set a kit, like, just like not understanding that it's not about you, that it's about something bigger. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I do, I am lucky because the, the guys that I'm surrounded with are some of the most talented, but I'm also surrounded with great women. Um, it's, and also I feel like it's a layer to like, it's, I guess like for me, I see it less as male, female, non-binary. I see it more as like a lot of the males in this industry are within my community. So I'm a lesbian, um, identify as queer and my, my glam family, like the guys that are around me are, are part of the LGBTQA plus community as well. So it's, it's like I'm working with my family. Yeah. I love that though. You know, and I think that, you know, for me, like with this podcast, I, I felt like, you know, with beauty, beauty is such a safe space, you know, and I think, or so I would like, I, I would, you know, prefer it to be, I guess, you know, <laughs> um, and in my mind, it, it always was. And so the industry, like, I always felt like it was a great place for everyone to just kind of you know, if you love makeup artistry, you could come in and just, you know, express yourself. And I have always envied that about this industry. I mean, do you think that's true? Or do you think it's getting more like kind of robotic and, you know, like, how does it work? You know, because I don't know anything about the makeup world in terms of like professional, you know, how they recruit professional artists. And, you know, can you walk us through that whole step? Like, do they just reach out to you? Or do you have to like pitch like editors? Or how does that work? I feel like you asked me two questions and I just want to make sure I'm answering. You <laughs> I know I do. This all the time. I'm so sorry. So I'm the so part of that was, um, do I think that it's cookie cutter now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that as with anything, I think that you're, you know, we're in the, the age of information. So you're getting inspiration, by going on social media without even thinking about it. So you're, you're seeing images and like, as a professional, it's your job, like, yes, take inspiration from, from these things, but you have to make it your own. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Like, I actually feel like there's like almost like sects, sects, S E C T S of different, um, of different genres of makeup. So, um, my niece is very much like into, I'm going to say it wrong. Like e-girl, I think it is, um, makeup. And like, I've learned a lot from her. Kaylee is a talented makeup artist in her own, right? She does, um, amazing on TikTok and she's a little more like what in my day, in my day, I would have said, um, like I did, like I called myself Gothic and I feel like it's, it's pulling from that with a little more of a pop. And I love that, but it's, how do I take 
um, inspiration from those styles that are so cool and are so cutting edge? And how do I make it wearable for um, a completely different set of circumstances or a completely different human that has different tastes? Like, how do I, how do I translate that? Or how do I make that appropriate for someone who's in their fifties rather than 15. Um, so it's, it's all about just like, I don't ever want to live in a box and I want to see everything. Um, and I'm feel so lucky that I'm in an era, like I'm doing it at this time where I can just go on my phone and find inspo. Whereas like, previously like you would I mean the tears out of magazines creating yeah yeah that's a great point trying to communicate I mean I remember even in retail trying to communicate a smoky eye to somebody because everyone just came in and they wanted a smoky eye but like I mean the gamut of smoky eyes is so vast so drill down like what like what do you want like being like do you want like like how, how heavy are you wanting this? Can I see, like, what do you, how do you normally wear your makeup with? And I think that that like starting in makeup during those times, like really helped me be able to understand what somebody wants. So asking the right, learning how to ask the right questions. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. And, you know, thank you for answering that very convoluted question. <laughs> but, you know, I don't um, remember what the second part was. Um, I don't think I do either. So it's okay. <laughs> um, I want to actually, I want to ask you though, like, what are your, the products that you love? Do you use the same products for almost all your clients? Or, I mean, I, I always oh. wonder that about professional makeup artists is you guys, you know, you must have your favorites, right? So like, I mean, how do you, how do you work with different brands and different products depending on your client? Is it just something that's in your head? Or like, do you take recommendations from the client? Like, hey, you know, if they say, hey, this foundation works really well for me. Like, how does that work? Ish, I was better at taking recommendations from clients. But honestly, <laughs> I'm always like, okay, but I test products all day. So you've been probably using this for um, a very long time and you're comfortable with it, which is great. But like, why not, like, why not try something that, could change your life. <laughs> so, um, yes, I, w- I will take them when I'm given them and somebody feels very strongly about a product, but I do feel so confident in my product choices at this point. So I'll get, um, I'll, pr- I purchase new products. I get sent new products and I always test them on myself or people I know before yeah. they go in my kit, unless it's a formula from a company that I'm already familiar with so that I understand how that's going to react. So I, I know what my skin is like. So I know, you know, if I'm meet like normal to dry, how this would react on somebody who's a little more oily. Um, oh, if yeah. I'm fair skinned, like, is this going to um, lose its luster or be more intense and beautiful on a deeper skin tone? So I'm, I'm seeing how these products are going to work. And I don't have, I do have favorite products for specific skin concerns um, or for specific people. Um, It's not going to be, it's, it's about really understanding how so many products work that when somebody, when you get to know somebody and you know what they like, you know, okay, these products are going to be perfect for you these products are not going to be perfect for you. Like I love doing, um, when I do, uh, Whitney's make Whitney Cummings makeup, she's 
I mean, absolutely stunning. First of all, I just love doing her makeup. Um, but she loves a lip tint and so does, um, Chrissy. They both love like a nice, like natural looking lip. Um, but they like a different finish on it. So when I'm getting, like, I love receiving new lip tints because I can go through them and say, okay, like these are going to be great for this person. And these are going to be great for this person. When I do, um, pepper, she gets a little more shiny. So I might not use the same, um, moisturizer as I do on somebody who gets a little more dry. So it's all about like finding the best products for the best people. And especially like, I mean, I'm, I feel so lucky to work with like everyone I work with. I'm so close with, and I love so dearly. And so like, I, I just truly want to make, like do the best job every day because I care about these people. Um, Yeah. And that makes sense. You know, I think it's like, you have to know the person that you're, you know, you're doing work with, you know, it's like, if you get to know someone's personality, I'm sure that feeds into a lot um, or feeds in a lot to your inspiration. Right. I mean, you're getting to know. Yeah. Like uh, my friend Marie at Dropples, I do her makeup a lot and she has these like, I mean, insane green eyes. So um, her and um, my friend, um, Sharon, who I do, they both have these beautiful green eyes and they love using like a a purple. And I'm like, no, but there's ways we can make your eyes pop without a purple. So like sharing those like tips and like using anything with a red undertone, explaining color theory to them, like is such like a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I actually want to, I wanted to learn more about that myself because I know growing up there was like, I remember when I was exploring makeup, it was like, you know, the idea of those, those different colors, like that never made sense to me um, using like a green, you know, like, remember like physician's formula had that, like, I used to just go to, you know, I used to just go to like pharmacies for my makeup when I was young and they had yeah. these like, you know, like the green or the pink or the peach. That's and I was like, what is, I mean, how important is that? Do you use those colors a lot or, or cause yeah. I know it was like a whole buzz, you know? So, so it, it all goes back to color theory. So in order to cancel something out or mute a color, you want to use whatever is on the opposite side of the color wheel. Um, So green is going to be on the opposite of red. So if you have a, um, like a, a really red pimple on a fair skin, like just putting their skin tone on top of it, isn't going to like, it's, there's no way unless you put so thick of an application that it's just protruding off of their skin, which, I mean, that's just the worst thing you can do. Uh, (laughs) You can't hide texture at all. So being able to use like maybe dip a tiny brush in something that's green, what it's going to do is it's going to mute out that redness so that once you put your, um, the skin color on skin tone on top of it, it's going to cover it a lot better and making sure you use little enough of that green so that when you put the skin tone on top of it, it doesn't just kind of turn into a, a green flesh tone. Um, so it's about really understanding how products move, how, how they work with the skin and, you know, understanding formulas, like, how does this dry down? And that's why for me testing everything on, on myself and like being super thorough about like, okay, like I'm going to wear this mascara on an eight hour day. So I know that if somebody needs to wear this for eight hours, like what it's going to look like at the end of the day, because it's great that it looks beautiful, you know, an hour after you've applied it, but what does it start to do when I've left you? Yeah. Yeah. 
that's very important and i and i love that you know you talked about the the color thing because i really think you know for right now i i get a lot of questions from from young women that are like well how do i match myself how do i match my my foundation and i'm like well i'm not a makeup artist so i yeah. have no idea so can you I mean, give us some tips like i want i want you to go through and give us some tips about just common makeup concerns that the general consumer has like matching your foundation or you know picking the right uh mascara that kind of stuff. The foundation is going to be so much harder for me because I've been out of the retail industry for so long. Yeah. I do more of like a painter's style. Like I make a little palette and I am really, I'm able to mix things until I get the perfect match. Um, but I will say some things you can think of is like always look at your neck and your arms. I hate, I call it floating head syndrome. So mm. many people wear sunscreen on their face and not on their body. And what ends up happening is your face is a lot lighter than the rest of your body. Um, and then if you go too dark with your foundation, then it just, your face is orange. So it's, it's basing your skin out and it's priming your skin with something that's not too dark, something that matches your complexion, and then building on that to, to match you to the rest of your body and getting a little deeper. That uh, makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I mean, that's how we were doing it back in the days. Like I used to buy like three different colors of Maybelline's foundation, you know, and like mix it up and make it perfect for my skin tone but like now it's like you know obviously as you know like the beauty industry is just like really going in for this everyone needs a color match and I'm all about that you know I really am but it's like at some point I just wonder how practical that is you know in terms of just because our skin changes so much I mean traditionally the deeper the skin tone the yeah. more of a disservice you're doing to your skin and by just getting one foundation I think that there's a lot of color correction that, that is going to like, I think a color corrector for anyone with a deeper skin tone, like medium deep to like anything darker than that, um, using a color corrector is gonna be your best friend. So yeah. something that is going to um, do use color theory like we talked about before. So uh, instead of like muting it out, you want something that's gonna enhance it. Uh, and it's, it's not going to be cookie cutter so that's yeah. what's hard about it. Um, but what, what I can say is that we are lucky that we're living in the age of technology where you can go onto a retailer's website and you can have like, they always, it always pops up a little text box. Like, do you need help? Like matching yourself and they, yeah, and like you can get like, um, if you, you can get comparable shades from another, um, brand and things like that. They have so much on these. If you go to the actual retailer's website, um, that you can do, especially like during a pandemic, like what are you supposed to do? Go to the store and get matched? Like that's not right. Happen. Yeah. It's uh, not going to happen. Yeah. So well, also, I don't think they get, they match you right all the way to Noah. I I've been to like <laughs> Sephora a few times and I'm like, and I'll tell them I'm like I want to be mashed and I swear I come out looking like I actually have a mask on my face like it's just the color is wrong so not everyone I think knows how to match your yeah. your foundation you know what I mean like all of these people that you might think like oh that's an expert well maybe not I think we're all like individual experts for what works best for us you know and and I like to I, I like people seeing that like getting more educated rather than just saying well I'm gonna go to this person and get all my answers like why don't you just that, like what's yeah. that 
like there are, it's hit or miss. Like you're not going to know how adept the person at Sephora is because there's some that are amazing. Like my friend Benton came from Sephora. I came from Mac. My friend Christine Studdin came from Mac. And like, so it's like a matter of finding a needle in a haystack. You know what I mean? It's finding right. The, the right person. And it's also, I might not be the right makeup artist for you. You know what I mean? So it's finding yeah. the person that's achieving what you want because everyone has different tastes. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I actually want to ask you a question because I know this comes up a lot and especially because we're so skincare based on this podcast. Um, what are some recommendations you have for like hyperpigmentation or, you know, just people who have like just, you know, areas of the skin that are just hard to cover up or they're just discolored? I mean, what do you do in terms of techniques? Um, I use, um, it depends if you're wanting something like really creamy, I yeah. like NARS, um, radiant creamy. Uh, I'm going to say it wrong. Radiant creamy concealer. No, that's right. Um, they just came out with color correctors in their radiant creamy concealer formula, um, which I feel like is great, especially for someone that's wanting something super dewy finish or something, um, someone that does run a little drier. Yeah. Um, I've used those as a great. And then if you're needing something, if you're super shiny and you're needing color correction, um, dragon beauty is great. They have these, um, they look like almost like liquid lips and those are great for somebody who tends to get a lot more shiny. Oh, um, that's really cool. Yeah. No. Okay. So I have, I have a question now because I know Instagram makeup was this thing, right. For like a little bit. I don't know if it still is. I hope it's not because it yeah. was very scary, you know? But um, in terms of like, for people example, powder, that what's that? But some people want that makeup. That's the thing. So yeah. like, I'm not going to condemn a specific style. I'm going to learn how to do it so that if somebody ever feels like that's what makes them beautiful, I'm going to know how to, I'm going to know how to do that style, but make it mine and make it for more authentic to me. Right. And so, but like that leads me to ask you, what do you think? like in your mind what do you consider to be like a good makeup look you know what I mean like what is your ideal and I know this is a weird question but it's like what is in your mind what is like a good look when it comes to like makeup is it like natural finish is it like you know like what do you lean towards I mean I think that having knowing what, knowing how to make your skin look beautiful, honestly, like if you're, if finding the right skincare regimen for your specific skin type yeah. is, I mean, it's like finding the right antidepressants. Like it may take you a long time, but when right. you get there, boy, does it feel good. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes. I um, agree. So yeah. like, I'm, I, everyone is different though. Um, like my current, like I tend, I'm prone to breakouts. Um, but I also get dry. So I need something that's really going to dry my skin out and like cleanse it. So I need like a, a good face wash. That's going to, um, really clean out my skin and, and leaves me pretty dry, but then I need something that's going to super rehydrate that, that has clean ingredients that doesn't have a ton of ingredients so that, um, I can get my hydration back. Um, right. I like, I like the Le Prunier oil for that. Um, I've been using it for 5,000 years. Um, but basically it's, it's just one ingredient. It's the seed from a plum 
oh. and it that's and they turn it into an oil and it smells like marzipan and it's delicious so it's like a full experience as well but it doesn't break me out and it it leaves my skin feeling like plump and hydrated and amazing I love that. And I love that you're bringing that up because I think very few people realize that good skincare really is the foundation of good makeup. And, you know, like right now, the skincare industry is just pumping out products. But it's like, you know, for me, from my standpoint, I think that's almost, I think it's almost important at this point because people don't know what works for their skin. You know what I mean? Like there's no, like, I might talk to you, like you mentioned your oil, another person might use another oil and they think it's like phenomenal. So I think the more options, the better. But one thing that that confuses me is that like how to incorporate skincare into your makeup routine. Now for like, I'll give you an example. Like for me, like the Inky List has this serum, it's called the polyglutamic acid. And I use that before I put on my foundation because it makes my foundation go on really smooth. So like, you know, in terms of skincare, what is there something you recommend we do like especially with like SPF and stuff before we apply our makeup or is that kind of individual preference that's a really great question so for me at being prone to breakout it's hard to find um SPFs that don't break me out yeah. um Dr. Dennis Gross I just tried theirs I was so scared because I was having a good skin make and I was like oh I'm so scared to even like when you're having really great skin, like you do not want to throw anything new into the mix, but it's, it's the best time for me to try a new product because I know if I'm keeping everything the same, like that's the odd one out. So I know that that's, what's causing the problem. Um, number one, I don't even know this wasn't, I don't even know what this is. I forgot the question already, but when you're introducing new products into your skincare regimen, um, make sure you're not just throwing everything. Like you shouldn't try six new products in one night. Cause if one react, you have a bad reaction to one, you're going to be tainted for the entire group. So like introduce one new thing, I would say every week to two weeks. So you can really see how that is affecting your skin. Um, as far as like, what to put on. I like to do, um, like I'll go like in on the oils and like stuff at night. Um, and then during the day, because I am running around, I am wearing a mask, like things are sliding around. I don't like to necessarily put on so much moisturizers and like greasy, slimy things. Yes. I love the way it feels, but like, it's not practical for me to do that and then put a mask on and then be like, why did my tinted moisturizer slide off? Yeah. Uh, so loading up on skincare at night, I think is a, is a great recommendation, especially for someone with, who's oily. Um, if you're really oily, you should actually be using oils because if you're not using oil, if you're trying to dry, if you dry your skin out too much, your oily skin is telling your skin is saying, oh, I'm dry. So yeah. it just even more oil. So satiating that need for your skin, um, it's a great time to do it if you do it at night, because you can wake up and have something more uh, practical for your daily makeup wear, but you are going to be giving your skin what it's what it's trying to produce on its own. Right. No, I completely agree. And I think there's a lot more education that's needed in that area too. You know, like what, you know, for example, with this, what you just said, a lot of people don't know that, you know, and I think that's a matter of education and, you know, I hopefully like we can get there at one point to where people understand their skin a lot better. Um, but I really want to, I want to revisit that question about the SPF though, because I know a lot of women of color, um, that's a big problem for us, you know, SPF, like, um, 
in terms of like when you put it on, you get this white cast and then, you know, putting your makeup on top of that, it can be challenging. So, you know, do you have any recommendations for that? Or maybe even just like your favorite SPF products that you think work really well with, you know, full face of makeup? Um, I actually just watched this, um, this Instagram live video. Um, my friend Jamal, I do social justice, um, advocacy with him and he had a woman of color who is also a doctor what is the skin doctor called I'm dermatologist 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 yeah so she basically um I mean the most interesting like skin if you're a woman of color like you have to watch this um and she was breaking down the differences between um the types of spfs and what works better for a woman of color and i am not the authority on that uh i'm not a doctor (laughs) but i feel like there's so much good information in that um i don't know if you want me to send you the link yeah please do i will actually include Uh, that clip somehow yeah because that i feel like I mean, knowing a it's great to know a lot, but it's also great to, to be willing to learn. And yeah. I think that, that we all have a lot to learn in the education department, whether it be skincare, whether it be, <laughs> I mean, everything that's going on in the world. Um, I, I think that we should rather trying than trying to know everything about every um, everyone knowing where to find proper information, um, is, is such a key part. I completely agree. No, I completely, (laughs) no, that's a very, very good answer. I mean, I must say, because it's very true, you know, we have to become very educated about what we think works for us. And right now, that's why I said what I said about the skincare companies that are coming out with all these products. Like I would rather see that than a bunch of makeup companies coming out with like the same color, you know what I mean? Like 10 different companies with like the same eyeshadow color. I'd rather see that skincare is trying to take over in a way that people start feeling more confident in their own skin so when you go into you know you look in the mirror and you're about to put your face on you know that your your skin is prepped the way that you want it to be before your makeup goes on so you can't blame the makeup companies you know what I mean and say oh yeah I do male grooming as well And I feel like that really helped in that respect because it is so skin centric and you, you do really have to make it look um, like there's nothing there. And that, that's a very dated term, male grooming. Um, So, I mean, I'll probably get dragged for that. It's fine. Drag me. Um, Look, I'm doing the best I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's all we can do. (laughs) But because of that, like I learning, so much about color correction so you don't have to put a ton on the on the face and like like I put on when I work with um people who identify as male I don't know when I work with people who don't want to look like they're wearing a lot of makeup but still you when you're doing a television performance or a red carpet, it's necessary because it's your skin isn't going to look the same as it does when I'm talking to you as it does with a flash and high def. Yes. 
Yeah. So learning how to do that type of makeup helped me tremendously um, in how I would begin a regular glam makeup because I'll put on a ton uh, before I even like do anything that has any tint to it and not even like a hint of color. I'm layering in skincare products that make sense and that are going to help me achieve that perfect base. Right. Right. And that's, I think that's the biggest uh, hurdle for a lot of people is getting that base, you know? And for me, like I can say personally for me, like I mentioned that polytamic acid serum I use, it's amazing. Like it makes my, cause I have those scars. I don't know if you know what I mean, but the, you know, those indentation scars that you get from like acne, I have a little bit of those. And for me, a product that can kind of I guess, like temporarily fill in that, you know, just make it smoother, like overall. And then when I put my foundation on, that helps a lot with um, getting like, you know, taking care of those scars is what I'm trying to say. Like that helps a lot, the skincare aspect. So yeah, again, you know, it, <clears throat> yeah. No, I actually, I want to, um, I want to keep going and ask about really just some tips because I think a lot of people don't know how to do, for example, like eye makeup is a challenge I've, I've learned for a lot of people. So do you have any like little tricks that, you know, for like eyeliner or, you know, um, anything that, that you can share with us and our listeners? For eyeliner, my yeah. favorite trick is to do the, if you're trying to do a wing, do it yeah. while your eyes are open. So do the, start with the wing and like, start drawing like where you want the actual wing to go mm -hmm. while your eyes are open. Because if you're, if you have your eye closed while you're drawing it out, like it's not going to be in the same place because you're, you're moving, you're pulling that skin by closing your lid and then you're moving it again when you're opening your lid. So what, if you have your eyes open during it, like, you know, exactly where that's going to match. Right. Right. That makes, I never do that though. That's interesting. I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah. I always do the closed eye and like that, you know, like I, it's like very dated, my, my technique. <laughs> so. Look, everything's coming full circle now. So dated's probably back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. No, that's so true. I, and you know, one more question I have is actually about under eyes. So I know like, um, there's a lot of information out there, how your under eye concealer needs to be like a shade lighter, you know, can you talk about that a little bit? Like how should we be approaching under eye makeup? I mean, it depends on you're a woman of color. I'm not sure um, yeah. how, how deep your skin tone is um, or how, how, how fair you are. You know what I mean? So yeah. basically what I'm trying to say is if you, if you use something too much lighter than, than what you're trying to cover, it's just going to look gray. So that's why, again, color correcting is so important. And the industry is, I mean, to it's, it's starting to shift in a way where it is more inclusive to all races. Um, because currently like going in and buying a concealer and a foundation, I mean, is a very basic and a situation for a very fortunate person with fortunate skin concerns. Uh, but we're not all, we're not all made like that. So I think that, that color correcting, I mean, honestly needs way more attention. Um, that's really, yeah, no, I think it, that's interesting that you're saying that because I haven't heard people really come out and talk about that. So uh, that's, that's really yeah. good that you're all I do <laughs> like, <laughs> like because it just doesn't make sense not to um 
trying to like starting out with a good base is is the key to any good makeup so making sure that the tones are going to be bright and not um discolored once you put on like a mask like you said before like on top of it it's it's gonna look like a mask unless you're you're understanding color theory really yeah color yeah. theory is so important no, I mean, it seems like it. And I, I want to actually ask you just to run through, if that's okay, a few products, because I know a lot of women that listen to this podcast are, you know, they're busy and they want that everyday makeup look. And um, for me, I think that's such a, it's such a weird question when someone says, what's your favorite everyday look? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I wake up I and my face you. is my favorite everyday look. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have an everyday look um, for me. And everyone is different. So, but this is my everyday look like it's enough to where I feel pretty, but not so much to where like, I feel like overdone because again, like I'm, I want to look like I know how to do makeup, but I also am not trying to put on a full face every day um, because it's not about me in my industry, at least. So like I have that, like going to work makeup down. Um, So I'll do uh, my Le Prunier oil. I have to, I will cry without it. I use Exa foundation. Uh, it's a clean beauty brand. It's, um, it's a newer brand and it, it really like I, all of these things. So my skin is normal to dry and I'm prone to breakouts. I have a little bit of pigmentation. Um, so all of these products are great for, for my skin. Um, so I'm, I'm throwing that Exa foundation on, I'm using Tarte shape tape concealer, um, I use like, a, a mascara that comes off in bits, um, when, when I wash my face, so I don't wake up the next morning with raccoon eyes, mm. uh, it's called it's so big by Elizabeth Mott. I've been using that forever as well. I like to pop on a nude sticks, um, nudies. They're like these like blush, these cream blush. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I've been really into the shade bareback lately and then both heat that's for a fair and then for like the um the days where I want like a little more pop bohemian rose so these are like their pinkier shades yeah Um, and bohemian rose also looks good on a deeper complexion like it's beautiful um I love these NARS tinted um they're called like lip something lip balm afterglow lip balms yeah Um, so they just give my lips like a tint without giving me so much makeup um I'm into uh the colors deep throat and fast lane um and then I like um when like um sorry top for like a lip mask uh Tatcha kissy lip mask to like I have to have that like I love Tatcha in general I feel like they're just phenomenal <laughs> like everything they create honestly the people that the my like there's also something to say about like the people that like I'm working with like I'm talking to these brand representatives and like Tatcha and NARS have the best humans working for them like working with the company and oh. so like it feels like less gross and less transactional, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, 
And like, it's not like they're just trying to like shove a product on me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, like try this, try this, try this, try this. They're like really genuinely, like they know the types of things that I use. They, and so like their recommendations are based on what I need personally. So it's like what I'm, what I'm doing for a client, they're doing for me, if that makes any sense. That does make sense. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's very important. I think, you know, the humanity aspect of things needs to be always considered in, in this industry, because there are so many products and there are so many claims and, you know, you can't just bombard like an artist or or anyone that you're pushing to everything in the world. I like knowing that I can count on somebody to like, to to recommend things to me and tell me what like they know is going to work for my kit um so I know like okay like I need to make sure I put this through my testing process or whatever um like like that's invaluable to me that's saving me so much time and they're fucking a delight well what they're at it you know what I mean so I love them I love it's Anthony Favorito and Caroline Massey like they're just the lights of my life I'm obsessed that's awesome. I love, I love hearing that. And I, I want to thank you so much because this has been really enlightening. And I think, I think my my listeners can get a lot of great tips from this. So I hope everyone out there loved this episode as much as I loved recording it. And I want to thank you so much, Nova. This has been wonderful. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And I just have to apologize because I think I cut you off a couple of times. Oh um, no, I do that too. It's okay. I, I, you're my kind. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But everyone listening, I'm going to tag Nova in the arts. I'm going to tag, um, you know, everything that you need to know. Hopefully we can get that YouTube uh, video also. Maybe I can. Yeah, it's on Instagram, but all, um, as soon as we stop this, I will email it to you. Awesome. Email it to you. All right. Well, thank you guys. And I will be back next time. Yay. Bye. Bye.